All right, guys, we're here with uh, Coach Weiss. And, Coach, obviously the thing that stands out for your team when you jumped out to this 13-0 lead was the running game. Is that the best running attack you guys have had so far this year? Well, it's, it's the best we've done in a while and running against a good defense, too. So, I mean, that was the plan going in, that we had to try to control the ball. And I thought James and, and Darian both were run the ball very, very well. This was the first week, obviously, of the new power structure or uh, structure of command in terms of the offensive play calling. How did you like the way that uh, things worked on that end for you today? I mean, it went pretty smoothly for half. Uh, I think that, and then in the second half, once again, you know, you when you you keep a fairly conservative list, you know, um, dialed up. You know, you got to produce on those those same plays, and you know, it got to be the third quarter and. Um, you know, the game I was I was concerned was going to start getting away from us. But, you know, when we got it back to a one-score game, I thought we had a legitimate chance. You uh, you used two quarterbacks today, Jay Keeps, and we saw Montel for the first time. What did you think of those two guys today? Well, I mean, we didn't get anything going in the passing game. So, you know, I'll have to wait till I, till I see the tape. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing that Jake does. You know, he runs, besides run the team, he, which always does a great job. You know, so he can handle all that. But, uh, I mean, the passing game was inefficient. You know, Montel, he came in the first in the first first drive of the first half, and, you know, he had a big chunk on the first play, and there's a holding penalty, so that kind of throws everything off whack. And we get the ball the second time, and he first, first rattle out of the box, he's got a nine-yard gain. So I think that what he did was get his feet wet, which will allow us, allow us a chance to move forward. Special teams a bit of a mixed bag. You had a couple of missed extra points, but also that huge punt block by uh, Josh. Well, I think that uh, for the first, I was a little disturbed with a lot of things about special teams for the day. But you know, I would go on to the coaches that run, you know, you know, punt, you know, punt block, and said we need a game changer play. We felt we had a really good block in there, and we went after it and, and got it pretty clean. Coach, thanks a lot for the time. All right, you're welcome. That's head coach Charlie Weiss, guys. Hey, far away. The timing of inserting Montel when you did. We plan on using him against the wind uh, when we knew that we were basically going to be running the ball to try to, you know, give us give us a little extra. Um, we knew there was going to be about a 14 mile an hour wind, which, you know, believe it or not, going from out from our bench, going that one direction, the wind was re- on the field was rather significant. And the passing game really wasn't going to be very efficient, and that's when we planned on you plan on utilizing them. You know, obviously you put them in on the first play, and you go for a chunky yard and get a holding penalty. That kind of skews that one right off the bat, and then the next rattle, next rattle out of the box. You know, again he rushes for nine on the first play. I think it was good to get his feet wet because we're obviously going to need need to use them more as we go forward. For the most part, did you like the way your defense played without? Like every week, I think they always they play. They play every week. Every game we played, they played tough. You know, and they hung they hung in there today and gave us a chance. Uh, gave us a chance. You know, getting some turnovers, getting some turn, getting some turnovers, and giving us a chance. Hey, look, it was you know basically again against a good Oklahoma team. You get it to a one score game and. Uh, you know, that gives you a chance to gives you an op- opportunity or a chance to win. When Montel went in the second time, were there any passes called for him, or 
was it strictly run today with his? I don't, I don't remember the. I don't remember the script. You know, I don't remember the. But he had. If you ask if he had passes in the game plan, he had passes in the game plan. We we didn't throw it very much on the day, so you know. Wouldn't uh, I don't wouldn't surprise me if we didn't call pass when he was in there, but wasn't like we went to the game plan and all he was doing was running. We just felt that going against the wind, there, there wasn't it wasn't going to be a very effective passing passing day going against the wind, and that's why we decided we were that's when we we're going to use him. We we're going to use him, you know, as the game played out. After you know who wins the coin toss, you know, we were going to use him in the second quarter and use him again in the third quarter, and then see where it went. Last year, you guys basically kind of had to go away from the passing game in the second half of the season. Does it feel like it might be pointed to that again this year that you may need to? I, I can honestly tell you, uh, Rustin, I can't rule that completely out. You know, because I'll have to wait and see. I'll have to wait and see where we are. I mean, obviously, um, throw for 20 yards in a, in a in a college football game. You know, I don't care if you're playing the 85 Bears. That you know, that's. That's just not, you know, that's not acceptable. So, uh, you know, we'll go back and revisit it. Look at, we spent a lot of time trying to go week by week to try to figure out what gives us the best chance, you know, best chance. And today we felt a ball control. We had, we had some plays that we didn't even get to in the past game because the other ones weren't working. There was no reason to get to those. But uh, we left we left a few plays out there. I wouldn't say we threw it enough to make that significant. But um, I can't rule out that as a as a possibility, because we have to, you know, figure out what's going to give us the best chance to compete. Playing Montel today was that just part of his progression and development up to this point, or also just the play you were getting at quarterback? No, actually, Jake played pretty pretty well in the first quarter, so it wasn't that. It was that we th we decide we're going to use him. So you know you can't. You know, we weren't going to just throw him to the wolves. And say, okay, so to Oklahoma, you're you're now the starter. You know, we intended to use him in the game, and then uh, now you know, I think that you know any butterflies that that he might have, you know, those those things have come and gone. It makes it a lot easier to to progress from there. You know, the possible utilization of him on a much more in-depth basis. The push you guys got up front with the offensive line in the first quarter is that something that I guess that you kind of expecting to see with the continuity there? Well, we were hoping to see that. You know, we were hoping to see progress from uh, from last week to this week with those guys playing together. And I thought that they played with a lot of physicality inside. I think that really the stem uh, stem of the offensive problem comes from if you're not efficient in the pass game, and then you can bring more and more people more and more people up close now it becomes tougher to run the ball you know you have to be able to you have to be able to complete some passes to take the pressure off the run game and you know what were we five for 13 for 18 yards something it was you know something something uncanny you know you know doesn't fire me up too much was that the only or the biggest adjustment they made to you guys controlling the ground game. I mean, they were just bringing more. Start bringing corners all over the bringing corner blitzes and start bringing the safeties down close and the corners down close because they they basically dared you to pass until at the end of the game and you're in a spread. Uh, they just backed off and played cover four and say, "Go ahead, you can dink dink and dunk all you want," you know. But uh, even then, you know, we call first first play uh, first play we get a sack second play. You know, hit a hit a guy in a hit a guy in the chest, and we cough it up. You know, uh, 
you know, that's, you know, on that one, you know, you have one, one a sack on one play and a drop ball on the next play. I mean, it's just, there's no, you could sit there and blame just a quarterback, but I mean, you know, who, why, why was there a sack? Who caused a drop ball? I mean, it just, it's, uh, it's across the board and it's something that, you know, that we, we will continue uh, to work on to, you know, because it's just not good enough right now. Charlie, I know you've got to look at the tape, but can you get any sense of why or what was kind of going on on the special teams today? Well, I mean, I th you know, I'm guessing, let's start with the extra point, the field goal kicker. I'm guessing he just missed the first one. I'm guessing. I mean, the one, the, and then the next one, there's definitely pressure up the middle. Now, I don't know, I don't know who the pressure's on. You know, I'm, from my line of vision, it looked like it mainly came from the right side inside. You know, so I'll have to wait and see, you know, who, who that was on. But it wasn't just that, you know, he could, you know, uh, we didn't have our best day punting. We didn't have our best day covering. You know, you know, we didn't have our best. We didn't have our best day on special teams, and we and we need to. You know, if we're going to win, we need to. We need to have a good day on special teams. We can't have we can't have play, plays like that. Actually, the smartest play of the game might have been Perdula kicking the ball out of the end zone. You know, and I don't know, you know, all the details of what happened on that one either. Because it looked to me, though, it just, the, the punt that just came right up the middle with not not an overload now, I don't think. I don't think there's there's more than three guys coming on those three guys we have blocking, and one of them ends up blocking it. Now, I don't know if we kick it low. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure, but um, a few hours from now, I'll probably know. How close were Tony, Ben, Andrew, and the other guys to play? You know, once again, I, I, I don't lie to you guys when it comes to their status. I mean, you know, Heaney was trying to go this week. Tony's waiting to get to be asymptomatic. I mean, he even went for a test on Thursday and, you know, passed the cognitive test with flying colors. You know, okay, but, you know, you don't mess around with heads. You just, you just don't do it. You know, and that's one of the big issues you talk about in football, you know, one thing you don't want to do is mess around with that, you know. And then, you know, Drew he was he moved around better, and Tadarian he moved around better, but they just they just weren't good enough to go. What's been the key to uh, to Corey Shepard's development? Well, first of all, Corey, Corey's a very good athlete, you know, and I think that he's a real very good athlete and he's intelligent. So when he came over from offense to defense. And was really just an offensive player playing defense. It takes a little while to transition, but I think that now he's kind of settled into doing those doing those things. You know, now he's a corner playing corner. Well, those same two attributes that we started with, the fact that he's a good athlete and he's intelligent, okay, usually means that they take to coaching and they usually end up making some drastic improvement. Sure, the goal is for the passing game to get better each week. The running game to get better each week. No, our our goal is for the passing game to get worse, man. Well, that's my question. Is it? Is, is it going the wrong direction? Well, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. I was really happy, you know, at least early in the game that we ran the ball with power against a really good defense. You know, we ran the ball. We ran the ball with power, and that's a good sign. And you know, you can build off of that because. A lot of things that you know that happened there 
give you an opportunity to build off of that and you know give you you know help you in the passing game because if that many people are going to be up you now have, you can spend even more time trying to devise ways to utilize their their being closer to the line of scrimmage as as a weapon for yourself so that's what we'll go go about doing how do you think you guys did against Blake well, I mean he's a big he's a big man and some of those quarterback runs you know, it wasn't like options. It was just those those kind of fake speed sweep. You know, the one guy coming in motion, a fake speed sweep, and quarterback power ramming it up in there. And you know, he's he's a load. Um, by the way, did you, was that a just out of curiosity? Was that a fumble or not a fumble, from your perspective? Yeah, well, that's what I told the guy on the sideline. You know, I said that. I said it looked like a fumble on the screen, but. You know, I, I just didn't see how that, you know, I think that if they would have called it a fumble, I don't think they would have overruled that either. So, you know, he asked me what I thought was going to happen. I said, now you want to talk to me, you know. Did you figure there would be opportunity for Daring today or just the way he ran the ball? Well, we, can't, we thought that we were going to run the ball at least 30, 30 times or so. So. You know, we figured between the two of them, there would be there would be carries for both of them. I mean, what was the? I don't know what were the numbers. Did those two guys carry about thirty? Okay, well, I've, we figured that that they were going to carry the ball at least thirty times. So I didn't figure that James would have all of them. I figured Darren would have some. I thought Darren actually ran the ball pretty well today, to tell you the truth. What's the missing link for you guys when opponents are daring you to pass the ball? Uh, for you, for the passing game to succeed. What do you mean by the missing link? Just help me, help me out a little bit. Um, is it Heap's inability to complete a pass or an offensive line blitz or what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about you know getting open, catching a ball, protection, you know, protection throws. I mean, it it really from just from what I, from watching from the sideline. Okay, I wasn't happy with any of the elements. That, that you described, and I could have added some more additional ones, but I really wasn't happy with any of them. I wasn't happy, you know, with the guys getting open. I wasn't happy with them how they caught the ball when the ball when the ball get to, did get there. There were a couple of times they weren't ready for the ball on when the ball's coming out on timing. You know, there's you know, we're we're giving we're giving up some sacks when they're when they're really not blitzing, and you really shouldn't get up sacks when they're not blitzing. I mean, you got you got more guys, you got more guys than they got, you know. So, I mean, it's across the board. So, I'm dissatisfied everywhere. Are one of those more frustrating than the other? No, I think they all contribute to the answer. You know, some games, some plays, are some games more than others. But you know, the bottom line is we have to get better in all those, you know, all those fields if we're if we're going to get better in the passing game. It can't just be. Okay, well now we're protecting because then if the quarterback doesn't throw it any good, what difference does it make? Or if the receivers don't catch it, or if they don't run a good round, what difference does it make? You know, that's I started working on it with these guys this week, and I will, I will continue, uh, I will continue on my quest to to help you be able to say that we made 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 improvements. These last two games with Tony out. Depth chart math says that, that Brandon Burns had an opportunity here. Didn't do much last week, didn't do much today. Has that been surprising to you? Well, I mean, I think that there's, there's, there's opportunity. He's in positions, 
You know, he's in positions to get the ball thrown to him, but we didn't. How many times did we throw it today? You know, so really, you know, his his main plays this year have been when we've been throwing the ball a lot. You know, and we really just didn't throw it a lot. You know, I think that's that's really what came into play. It wasn't that we that he wasn't a major factor in the game plan because he was, but you know, we we want we went into the game and you know we we kind of tracked these things too about. You know, you know how you know is, is the weather going to factor into the game? How does it affect the quarterback throws? Like you saw, saw in that that first quarter when we threw that ball to the right corner of the end zone. That ball was like a just floating up there because that's where it was coming from. So I think you have to factor those, just factor all those things in. Feel free. I'm here. Are you guys back there one shot? You got it. Is it, uh, I mean, you had a not very good defense last year and a good defense this year. Is it easier to turn around the defense in a year than it is to turn around an offense? I think that the number of guys that have helped us, the number of guys that have helped us coming in Combined with a bunch of, uh, you know, you know, older returning players that had a chip on their shoulder, I mean, has been a good combination for us on defense. You know, I think it was a combination of you know, we've gotten a lot of help from you know these guys coming in, and you know some of those guys that everyone had written off actually played, you know, consider played considerably better. I think it's a combination of the two. And most of them, not, not to look at it, it makes it look, most are back, and you got a lot of guys redshirting who look like they could help on that side of the ball. Also, well, I had uh, one of the things I did in the locker room when I talked to the team today. I, I said, I said, I want everyone who's a senior next year to raise your hand. And if you go really look at the, our team next year, you know it's a senior team. Everywhere you look, there's seniors. There's seniors everywhere. You know, so I told I told those seniors, those juniors, their obligation is to make sure that these seniors get get their all on every single play. You know, I just I thought that, that was important that they understood. Don't be playing for next year, be playing for this year. Did you do that after the game or before the game? I just said I did it after the game in the locker room. Yeah. I wouldn't say that before the game. Before the game we're worrying about Oklahoma. After the game, there's messages, and that was one of the messages. You know, you play for you play for this year. You don't play for next year. You play for this week. You play for Baylor. You know, you don't worry about anything else. Was, was Jake pretty down after today's game? Like, was Jake pretty down? His attitude? Did you talk to him after? Yeah, I don't really worry about whether they're really down after a game. To be perfectly honest with you, I go and make sure that they're physically okay. That's that's all I you know, you know I I I would be very disappointed with a player who wasn't down after a loss. As a matter of fact, if I went to somebody and they were going, hey, I feel great, you know, I I I might get a little upset. So I would be very surprised if he wasn't wasn't down. And you know, I, but you know, he's a tough guy. He's resilient. You know, and I only. My only, my biggest concern is make sure they're okay physically. I worry, I worry about mental tomorrow. 
I don't worry about that today. You came out on fire against Texas Tech, and then again today. Could you see that in the locker room before the game started? That they were going to come out that way? Is there something? Yeah, there was a lot of juice in the locker room. Did it all leave, whether it be the the interception that McDonald had, and there's a penalty there against Callback, or what? No, I, I, that or I, something I'm like, else. I'm like the. Unlike the previous two games where something bad happened early in the third quarter and the game got away, I was concerned that the game was heading in that direction, but it didn't get away. You know, it got to a two-score game, but then it got back to a one-score game. You know, and, um, you know, I was, I was encouraged because I, like you, am saying, you know, this game, if, if we don't do something, this game's going to get away from us real quick. That's why, you know, I knew when they had this punt rush, you know, I'm playing field position. You know, I'm playing field position, punt down there, and you know, you know, everyone said, "Well, why don't you go for it on fourth and one?" It's a different year. I mean, I got a good defense right now. So now, uh, uh, you know, unlike last year, you go ahead and punt the ball down there, and that you might get the ball back. You might get the ball back in considerably better field position, and then on top of that, we go block a punt. You know, basically set, setting up the last score. Now you get it to a one-score game, and you put yourself in a position. We actually had a legitimate chance of winning the game. If those starts, the 10-0 against Tech today, 13-0, I mean, you guys have proven throughout your time here that bouncing back's no issue. You know, you go to the next week, no problem, geared up, all that stuff. How fragile and how difficult is it, though, after getting out to those starts and then that's That's why my, that was the whole conversation I had after the game. That's, that was my, I wouldn't say lecture, that was that was my whole message, you know, about how you really have one of two ways to go when things don't go well. You know, especially halfway through the year, you're sitting at two and four. You could say, "How ah, the hell with it? You were two and four. That's just the way it's going to go." Or you can fight to do everything you can to to be part of the answer. And that was basically the challenge to them, you know. And this was an individual challenge, not a team challenge, man. So the challenge wasn't like, you know, what's the team going to do? It's what are you going to do? Because really the only one that you can control is you. You know, so that was really the question I posed to all of them.